loves and welcome to another episode of All Things Empaths. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and today we are diving into the first of a three-part series on a holistic approach to healing the mind, body, spirit. And in the last episode, um, I talked about the importance of creating space to really tune into your thoughts and feelings and and about mind body spirit being the instrument through which you perceive and create your own internal and external realities so let's kind of touch on that idea that idea that thoughts become things that the inner state of your thoughts helps to determine not only the internal experience of yourself and of reality but also helps to create that external reality that you inhabit. I like to think of it as when when thinking about the mind, thinking about Hollywood of the mind and kind of that buy-in that we have to the stories that our mind creates, projecting like like our mind is a is a movie projector projecting our internal beliefs and stories out into the world around us. I love the idea of that movie projector. I think about it a lot. Um, And you may have heard folks talking about how people and relationships and things in the external world serve as mirrors to our own internal truths. And I think the, the idea of a movie projector really helps to understand that. You know that idea that that other people are the screens that mirror back the projections of ourselves to ourselves, and you know, that's one way of of conceiving and understanding how our thoughts are one of these lenses through which we are both perceiving and creating our reality simultaneously. Um, And so that I think is a fundamental concept um, and really helps in the realm of of deepening self-awareness, of radical responsibility and of empowerment. And that's a piece of of radical responsibility and taking ownership for our own thoughts and the power of our own minds. Um, One of the things that really helped me with all of this was the work with Byron Katie. It's um, really a, a total game changer and helped to revolutionize the way that I experience my mind and the way that I show up within my own mind with myself and the way that I navigate my thoughts and how I show up in my relationships. Um, Before doing the work with Byron Katie, I totally bought into the stories that my mind would weave about other people and about myself. Um, And I think that, you know, it's a, it's a very human experience. We see it's where a lot of the, the drama comes from in in our relationships with folks is is the projection of and buy-in of stories that we create within ourselves and project onto other people. I think it's especially true for empaths because you know, as an empath and a sensitive, I mean, I'm extremely intuitive and I pick up on all of these very nuanced, subtle signals. And often it can feel like I'm a mind reader. 
You know, I have this inner knowing about what someone else is feeling or when someone is lying to me or, you know, that what they're projecting on the outside of what they're saying and how they're presenting themselves is counter to what they're actually feeling and thinking internally within themselves. And that's something that empaths have in common. You know, we, it, we can feel as if we're mind readers sometimes, uh, but we're not. You know, we may be more in tune and more intuitive because we are so sensitive and we have that empath superpower of sensitivity and intuition and we feel so much of what people are experiencing. Um, it's also really easy and, and human for us to kind of internalize it and make it about us when it may not necessarily be about us. Also, I'm not a mind reader, even though sometimes it can feel that way. And I'll start to make a, assumptions as a very intuitive empath, but you know, I'm still human and I still naturally am projecting my own stories onto other people. And, and so then buying into those stories at face value causes just a ton of distress and drama and, and suffering and struggle. Um, you know, if I think about so many uh, romantic relationships, so many instances of this that I can I can look back on now and, and see how I would be projecting my own fears and insecurities onto my partner through my ability as an empath to sense and intuit some of what their own internal experience was, but I was misinterpreting. So I would be, you know, interpreting whatever they were feeling and how that how they were showing up and and the sensitivity between us and me feeling something and picking up on something and making it about myself allowing my own fear about how that related to how they were showing up for me whether or not they loved me um you know are they doing something that is uh something I I can't trust or that is negative, you know, so many different things. Um, and then believing whatever that story was without communicating it and building resentment within the relationship because I've created this fictitious thing rooted in very real, very real intuitive um, information that I was getting from them. But when we do actually talk about it, it ends up not being what I thought it was. And, you know, the, the story that I had created was maybe partially rooted in truth, but it wasn't the whole picture and caused a lot more distress and um, drama than it needed to because I thought I was able to, to know what their experience was. So um, I think that's just one example in the way that we're able to project our stories on other folks and, and how that can cause problems for us. So the work really helped me to get curious around um, the stories that I was telling myself, to take radical responsibility for myself, my thoughts, my reactions, and in turn, gain a much deeper understanding about where those stories are coming from. Why am I telling myself those stories? And, and then also not buying into them at face value and, and learning to get curious. So all of that and not judging myself for it not criticizing myself for it, not feeling shame or guilt about the stories that I'm telling myself, but instead being compassionately honest with myself about what those stories are 
and getting curious around them and uh, taking on again, like I talked about in the last episode, kind of that role of curious observer and explorer. And it completely revolutionized and just completely revolutionized, like paradigm shift revolution um, in how I showed up in my relationships with myself and uh, especially with like my mom and dad. Uh, I think, you know, those primary caregiver relationships, there's so much opportunity for growth and healing um, with this kind of work with ourselves, even if we're not involving them in it, just, you know, internally in our own interpretation and understanding about and reflection on um, our childhood and how we related to our primary giver, uh, primary caregivers and, and what that meant and what came out of it. Um, so I teach how to do the work with Byron Katie uh, in my online group mentorship program, Empath Empowerment 101, that's uh, opening for enrollment later this month and is going to be getting started in February. I'm so excited for this program. It's super powerful and it's this really beautiful container that I've created to help empaths heal from their past in a holistic way so that they can really claim their gifts and claim their power and thrive within their life and relationships without being overwhelmed. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited more, more about that to come. Um, but when we're talking about you know, the mind as a powerful ally, um, or I should say, I want to talk about the mind as a powerful ally because your mind can absolutely influence your body and your spirit. You know, this series of, of these three episodes, um, I'm talking about mind, body, spirit, and um, the holistic approach to healing that is super powerful and potent and really important, I believe, in an effective, uh, in an effective method of healing ourselves at a very deep level that is going to get you results. And, and so, yes, I'm aware of the irony. I'm talking about how mind, body, and spirit are all inextricably intertwined and we can't separate them. And yet I've separated them to talk about them in this series of podcast episodes. Um, but you know, humans, we love categories. It, it helps us to learn, um, labels and categories help us learn. Uh, so I, I am leaning on that, but disclaimer, uh, underlying understanding is that, you know, it does take a holistic approach that mind, body, and spirit are inextricably intertwined. And in order to heal one, we need to address the whole. Um, so that kind of brings us to the why behind understanding like why do we even believe as a society kind of the notion that mind and body are separate and and the separation of mind and body actually goes way back to the age of enlightenment and a theory um, that we now call mind-body dualism that was put forth by a philosopher called Rene Descartes and uh, Descartes actually left spirit entirely to the church. <laughs> he didn't even go there. Uh, the church was very powerful and uh, you definitely didn't want to mess with them back in the 17th century. Um, and so, you know, with that kind of looming over him, he, he relegated himself more towards, towards mind and body. And he theorized that that illness, you know, could affect the mind. For example, if you're physically 
you were you were ill and your mind was physically deteriorated with say a fever or if you had like a wasting disease and your mind was actually physically deteriorating so that that the body could affect the mind the mind couldn't affect the body and he postulated that the mental could exist outside of the body but the body couldn't think so those were were some of the examples that he drew on to talk about um mind and body being separate entities and we now know this not to be true um more and more studies are showing the connection between the mind and the body the gut brain connection when we talk about the nervous system and polyvagal theory which i will definitely get into more in the next episode um, if you want some information on the nervous system, in the meantime, I recommend you listen to the episode on the nervous system if you haven't already. Um, but you know, in, in my own experience, one of the most powerful examples of of how the mind can affect the body um, was around my limiting belief and beliefs about illness through through my childhood. I had had created and fully bought into subconsciously the story and limiting belief that I was only deserving of rest or allowed to rest when I was sick and that I was only worthy of attention and love when I was sick. And as I said, it was fully subconscious, wasn't anything I was aware of at all. And it was actually several years into my chronic illness and my struggle with chronic illness before I realized that that was something I carried. And working on those limiting beliefs with with myself around my illness and what that meant and that story that I had deeply internalized made a huge impact in the ability for my body to heal. So that's just one example from my own experience of how the mind can absolutely affect the body. So it really is so important to take that holistic approach um, and and in thinking of mind, body, spirit as like different facets of the same crystal. You are a walking liquid crystal, uh, which again, I'll get into in the next episode when I talk about the body. But um, I like to think about mind, body, spirit as different facets of the same crystal. And when I write it down, it's three words written as one, just hyphenated, mind, body, spirit. So one entity, different aspects of the self, but all inextricably intertwined and together, wholly important and influential within each other. Um, so when we're taking, for example, I was talking about limiting beliefs and, you know, the power that working with that within my own mind had on my body and the physical experience of my illness and the healing of my chronic illness. Um, so let's take the thoughts that are rooted in limiting beliefs as an example of the power and importance of a holistic approach. You know, limiting beliefs are, when we think about it really, are emotionally charged thoughts that are rooted in lived experience and the acceptance of a story that we've created about ourselves. And these stories, these limiting beliefs, have really massive, huge power in how we view ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we allow ourselves to be treated by others, and how we show up in the world. So limiting beliefs are are deeply rooted in 
in the body and spirit as well as the mind as as these emotional and energetic echoes of past experience of past traumas and so you can work on releasing limiting beliefs in your mind but until you address where they are still held within your body and your spirit they'll continue to influence you and so you know an example of this again going back to my own example of the experience of the limiting beliefs I had around only being allowed and worthy of rest when I'm sick, only being deserving of love and attention when I'm sick. Those were things I was working on within my mind, but I was also working on healing those within my body and doing embodiment practices, body work with myself, feeling into, you know, where those beliefs were held within my fascia, within my connective tissue and also in my energetic body, in my spirit and feeling into that and having emotional and energetic releases within my uh, body and spirit complexes of self as well. So they were, they were other layers that I also needed to work on to fully release that limiting belief. Um, and it was, it was hugely transformational and powerful. And, um, you know, I think was one of, one of the big leaps that I see when I look back in my journey of healing through chronic illness and getting back into a place of health and wholeness and wellness. Um, that was one of the big sort of light year leaps forward that I made was, was working with that limiting belief through all aspects and all facets of self within mind, body, spirit. And it's a perfect example of the power of holistic healing, because when we work with with all aspects of mind, body, spirit, we are able to achieve deeper and more lasting results. It allows us to feel more whole as we gain a deeper understanding and awareness of ourselves through the healing process. Pardon me. And it gives us a variety of resources that we can turn to. And I think that's so important to recognize as well, that, that working with a holistic approach, um, it, it doesn't, it's so expansive and it, and it gives us so much more opportunity to meet ourselves where we're at and depending on what we need and what is resonating for us at any given moment. And that is also extremely empowering to know that no matter what I'm in need of and what is going to resonate and be the most effective that I have that I have a resource, that I have a tool that is going to help support me with that, to meet that need. So it's always the approach, the approach that I take, um, this, this holistic approach, uh, is what I always take with my clients one-on-one. And I am absolutely so thrilled to be offering this approach within my group mentorship program, uh, Empath Empowerment 101. As I mentioned earlier, it'll be open for enrollment soon. And this program is designed to take you through a process of holistic healing of your past traumas so that you can really reclaim your power and thrive in life. Um, That is really rooted in my own experience of healing through chronic illness, healing through disordered eating and emotional eating and um, toxic relationships and getting involved with with narcissists as an empath and my own experience with addiction and, and so many things that I think are very common for the empath experience and my own experience over the last 10 years as a healer 
um, has helped me to create this signature method and approach holistically of guiding you through a really empowering journey to come home within yourself, to feel liberated, confident, and empowered in your own empath nature, gifts, and abilities. And um, I mean, I don't know, I'm smiling like an idiot over here. I'm so excited to to open this program uh, to some beautiful souls coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for more information about that. If you are interested in my course, you can sign up for the wait list. It is on my website, which I'll link in the notes for this episode. And next week, please join me for the second episode of this three-part series on mind, body, spirit, holistic healing, and we will explore healing the body and the holistic approach for that. So really excited. Um, I could talk forever about the body. Uh, I got my start as a hands-on healer, a massage therapist, myofascial release therapist. And so I'm going to really nerd out <laughs> talking about the body with you next week. I'm really excited for that. So stay tuned. And I hope that you go into the rest of your week filled with compassion and love and light for yourself. And I just want to remind you that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.